Amazing. Hello. My name's James. And I'm Corwin. And welcome to This Movie's this Gay. This Movie's Gay. We don't do that. We don't say it at the same we time. We do it sometimes. Oh, no, we Check don't. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess in 83, we have done it. I've done it as a goof at you. I've done mm-hmm. it as I forgot. Maybe I had recorded two podcasts where we do do that that day. Remember those days when I would record? When you would record there and I wouldn't have to deal with tech issues? You had to deal with all the tech issues? Oh, hey, the only tech issues we've ever had here is making sure that hum in the microphone isn't there that I guess only I can hear because when I try and show a co-host that, they're like, James, I can't hear any difference, even though the microphone and headphones are cranked all the way up. told you I could hear it. Well, everyone else can't. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, yes, James, I can hear it. And then you're like moving things. And I'm like, there's good. And then I say, please do not move the microphone to guests. But now we don't have to worry about that. Because when a guest no. comes on, I don't. I also don't have to worry about microphone bleeds. Sometimes I have to worry about like cars driving by. I had that issue with a guest uh, coming up this week. Oh. But that's a that's an easy fix. Either EQ it out. With a, you know, because usually it's a bass rumble going on or just mute that little section. Sorry, I get distracted. I'm looking at my crown because okay. it's shining. As I'm fine with that as long as you're not looking at the chat. Uh, should I talk about my week? No, let's introduce the guest and talk about weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. I, well, normally we do the... I'm James, and I'm Corwin, and then this is our special guest. Wait, no, we don't. <laughs> don't we? That, no, we do like a little bit of banter up front, but normally like when it's uh, in in room, when we're all in studio, it doesn't feel as like bad keeping them waiting. But I think like with a guest, I always feel weird keeping people waiting on just a Zoom because then it's just them in, in their house not being able to like see us interact IRL with no latency besides my drug addled mind. I mean, Brandy can only see you at the moment. Also, hello, special guest. Please introduce yourself. Your name is Brandy. Brandy. (laughs) Brandy is a great friend of mine from college. Uh, We've known each other for 10 years, (laughs) over 10 years now. Yeah, and I don't know why I hadn't asked you to be on the podcast before. I just, like, completely flopped, especially over the summer. I mean, before you weren't in Chicago, so I couldn't, like, bring you on. But then, like, once we started doing the remote recordings and bringing people on, I'm like, hello, uh, friends, please be on the podcast and talk about these movies with me. Um, Brandy, is there anything about yourself that you would like to talk about in this banter um... moment? (laughs) (laughs) well i would like to say one thing is that whenever people hear my name they always think of a song i'm just going to assure everyone that the song that they think my name is after is not that song (laughs) oh man good 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 good. i'm I'm so bad at lyrics that i all i could think was like that uh I smell sex in, but then I was like, but it's not brandy. It's, it's candy. So but brandy would make more sense. Like candy doesn't have a smell most of the time. What do you mean? Candy doesn't have a smell most of the time. Oh yeah. Let me go up to a sweet tart and smell a sweet tart. It's just going to smell like air unless you're huffing in the bag. And you know I'm oh, all about puffing bags. Candy has a smell. Candy yeah, has I guess. smells, James. Oh, M and M's. Oh wait, no, I guess they do. Candy do, but the, <laughs> but okay. Let me rephrase this. Candy doesn't have a universal smell because there's so much different candy. Like M and M smells so much different than uh, Smarties and cotton candy. Say like, I smell cotton candy that's better you know just don't put sex in it then it becomes explicit just make a carnival song icp knows how to do it james i can't believe you're like <laughs> candy doesn't have a smell candy smells sweet yes. james well no that's but it doesn't point. have a universal smell universal. That's because there's not a universal candy yes that's what i'm saying uh, uh, what be more descriptive also like what kind of sex are you smelling i'm kidding oh. we don't need to get into that <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
tech issues and James already brings up sex in the first 25 minutes of us. Okay. To be honest, I brought up candy more than I brought up sex. (laughs) Sure. Sure. We'll give you that one. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Corwin, can I talk a little bit about my week? Yes. Please tell me about your week. Well, first of all, guys. Nicole and I may or may not be getting married, but you can find out on patreon.com forward slash MLM pod by listening to engaged (laughs) with Nicholas Cage this week. Will we be getting married? We don't know, but you'll find out. I'm going to start doing that periodically just to so like people are like, oh, my God, will they get married? Because people thought engaged with Nicholas Cage was like, oh, my God, is this James and Nicole uh, but of course, like no one has anyone who has asked and we say, hey, find out on the Patreon. Uh, they're they're clearly like, oh, our dickweed family member is meaning us. We're the dickweeds uh, are just trying to get us to sign up for their Patreon. Sign up for their Patreon. Please you really, do you it. really just you really just want people on your Patreon. We want people to listen to these shows because it's it's not that like yeah, the money's great, but the product is even better. You're getting so much greatness and I wish uh, I just want people to listen to it. That's why I always put out my music for free downloads, but then realize no one's listening. No one cares. So, uh, I mean, I was listening to your lo-fi album before you took it off Spotify. Uh, I did not take it off from Spotify. Oh, before it was I taken can't, off Spotify. I can't comment on why it was taken off Spotify. Oh, it wasn't samples. It was someone was streaming it a little too much. Me? No, someone in this room. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I can't make money this year because I require people to be in my apartment for that and uh, had to find other ways to make money. Oh, my God, James. James, James, James. Hey, but Corwin, I've been watching Godzilla movies this week because I'm ramping Always. up for the King Kaiser X 12 hour stream on Saturday. If you're listening to this as a live stream over on Mostly Speaking Sentai, the Twitch channel, uh, I'll be ranking all of the Godzilla movies. And I said my ranking to Nicole, and Nicole is pissed. She is livid of like why some things are far, far too high on the list. Uh, so she'll be, jo- she said, nope, I need, I wasn't planning on being on this stream that much, but I will be joining you for that ranking to be the voice of reason instead of your batshit dumbass. uh, why do you love Godzilla's revenge so much? That's a universally panned Godzilla movie. Universally what? Panned. Like everyone hates it. I'd never heard that like that before. Oh yeah. Uh, critics panned. panned? Yeah, no, panned. P a n n e d. No idea. Oh, Corin doesn't read. That's the problem. Oh, uh, I only read gay books and gay books only. <laughs> if it's not gay, if it's not a book, or if it's not gay, if it's not gay, I won't read it. Okay, I was gonna be like, so you won't even like read a pamphlet? I'll read a pamphlet. I'll read my Twitch chat because my Twitch chat is inherently gay. Um, just because I'm gay, so, you know. Corwin, you have any favorite Godzilla movies? And Brandy, you have any favorite Godzilla movies? Why are you asking about Godzilla movies? (laughs) Uh, Because I was just talking about that and wanted to get your guys' This is a conversation. Are any of them gay? Uh, (laughs) At least just had a whole thing about that. Technically, Godzilla. The one that you showed me was the bug monster one that was weird but Lava? wait uh, no no the, the bug god godzilla uh shin godzilla mm. yeah bug god which hey bug god baby godzilla's <laughs> ace so i enjoy that well yeah. except for that one from the 90s where like they made it have babies and stuff yeah like eggs uh, that's I godzilla think, is like ace in the like most asexual i think yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. godzilla yeah, had yeah. babies on Godzilla's own without any other help. By themselves. Like literal asexuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I do, like Japan is very conservative when it comes to sex, even though like people are like, well, they have game shows that are sex, but it's like blurred and all of that. So it's very like representation with LGBT stuff is very, very low. 
Uh, usually it's like, oh, that person's supposed to be French. That's actually the, supposed to be gay. Uh, people need to push forward and get some representation in there. But yes. I can't fully comment on that because I have never been to Japan and was not raised in Japan. I'm trying to think of any Godzilla movies that you could say like, oh, that character is. But I don't think so. Yeah, so why would I have a favorite, James? <laughs> I don't know. What is this podcast about, James? Um, what candy smells like? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad you've been watching Godzilla movies. Anyway, talking about gay movies, uh, this week we watched The Old Guard. I also want to establish that it took me like three days to find a movie. <laughs> like three fucking days. I was on a uh, brunch, uh, a morning tea vid chat with Brandy and a few other friends. And we were just like, <laughs> they were helping me. And I was just like, what fucking movie? And then I don't remember how Old Guard got brought up. But I was like, we could do that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely don't remember how that one got brought up, but we discussed a lot of like uh, gay adjacent movies. I know we mentioned like Betsy and uh, I threw out the color purple, but that one, I think Corin laughed a little too hard at that suggestion. <laughs> I mean, but. I laughed because you were like, you were like, you were like, I'll be on it. No trauma. And I was like, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That, that movie <laughs> yeah. is traumatic. I'll be that is true. No trauma. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no trauma. <laughs> that was part of why it took so long to find a movie. I'm like, I can't find anything with trauma. No trauma. Can I say something on that? I did break down and cry the hardest I've cried in a few months while watching this movie. Was it pertaining to this movie? Yes, because when he started talking, there's a character and he's talking about seeing his wife like deteriorate before she oh, passed away. I started yeah. thinking about Frank and uh, oh, started no. crying. And like Nicole was taking a nap and I was think I was like, I'm crying hard enough. Like I'm gl like, I can't stop, but it's good. She'll come out and console me. That's what I need. She did not. And then uh, she woke up and I said like, Oh yeah, I broke down and cried. And she's like, yeah, I think I heard that. And I was like, so you just went back to sleep. Oh she my went God. Back to sleep. Yeah, so we were talking about trauma as in, like, we don't want, like, a gay bashing scene. Oh, okay, Like, okay. in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Literally, Brandy or specifically it, said, or it, like, like I Brokeback watched the Mountain. second one, and I was not here for that whole, like, beginning of It Chapter 2. It was, I was like, oh, I didn't oh, know this was going to happen. Yeah. I haven't watched those movies because I don't like clowns. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't like Stephen King. I mean, that's bad. As far as, as far as I know, he's not bad, right? Uh, he, I mean, he's not, but I've heard that the books for it um, were a little questionable. Like, oh, probably. It. I mean, he <laughs> was on like cocaine benders when he wrote like most of his things. Yeah. yeah I think some of that early stuff, people criticize him for non-white cultures being the like mystic cultures no matter like who oh, it yeah. is so people will yeah. criticize him for that for good reason yeah but i think recently he has gotten away from that and the cocaine stuff that's also a thing not like <laughs> he's mean, problematic just like oh he was putting out bad stuff for a long time i'm he made money he made he made money yeah. We're in a capitalist society. There's books that he does not remember writing because oh. of oh my gosh. like the entire things. <laughs> like he will, he's able to read them as a reader, not as a writer. <laughs> he's like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I don't remember, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I don't think he's, yeah, I haven't heard anything bad, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I did hear. There, there was some problematic stuff in the second it movie in the beginning, right? Yeah, but that's Not from bad, but yeah, it's like, from yeah. the book, and there's also you know like that the infamous teenage orgy in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, that was in the movie, but it was very much in the book. So okay. I, I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched either of them. <laughs> I know the Stranger <laughs> Things kid is in there, and like you go, you do you, and then. It is a Scarsguard. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> the other one, the third one. There's three. There's three scars. There's like right? three or four. I think a couple of them aren't actors or maybe not well-known actors, but. But there's like three of them. I think there are three of them that are actors and they're all siblings. And I think maybe a parent is an actor too. I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, Their dad. He's been in a bunch of stuff too. I forgot his name. Uh, Anyway, aside from it, it took a long time to find this movie is all I wanted (laughs) to say. We got very off topic. Um, But we are trying to stick with movies that have more people of color and then which this one has more than some of the movies we've seen in that it does kind of have a focus on a couple of actors of color. Yes. Right? Yes. Niall and Joe. And then we also have, like, you know, uh, a nice immortal queer representation, which is beautiful. Oh, man. I <laughs> Once we get to that, I have a very strong opinion on one of the scenes with them. A good opinion. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, James, do not... <laughs> say anything about my guys okay we'll get into the plot but there there is a section where they are taking capture and you always see well, these the, scenes of what's don't do it yet we okay. we need to do the thing brandy i don't know if you've listened to you past episodes that have guests besides the chelsea one can you give a quick synopsis of the movie because it's met we do with all of our guests a quick synopsis, okay. A quick synopsis <laughs> of the movie. All right. Um, Let's do it. Okay. So we start with a group of four people. They all gather together to go on like some kind of rescue mission of these captured uh, Sudanese girls. Um, little do they know that is a trap. So they are immediately gunned down. And this is where the movie pulls you in because we all see them rise from the dead and heal themselves. And you're like, oh, crap, they're immortal. Awesome. So it starts this whole mystery about, A, who set them up? And B, like, what do they do now? At the same time, there's this other character. Her name's Niall. Uh, She's a uh, Marine. And she's uh, killed in action. However, she doesn't actually die. And so at that point, she starts to run because the military is kind of suspicious of her and they want to like ship her off to um, being like Germany or something. And so the one in the group, uh, Andy, she's the main leader of the group. She goes to help now because they all dream of each other and it's kind of like their connection. So Andy goes to rescue Nile and brings her back to France to the safe house where they're also running from the guy that they think set them up. So they're trying to go and capture this guy and find him to get more information on like uh, how he like, how does he know about them and what he intends to do with them? He w- clearly wants to exploit their powers. Uh, at the same time, Andy's kind of struggling herself because she's realizing that she's actually losing her immortality. Uh, she's slowly but surely not healing as fast or quickly as she was. Um, and then the group, two of members of the group, Joe and uh, Joe and Nikki, are captured by Copley. That's the guy that's chasing them. Um, and then <laughs> I'm so bad at this, guys. <laughs> uh, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Joe and Nikki are captured, and then you find out that this huge pharmaceutical company. So you already know that they're probably evil. Uh, it's actually the ones that uh, to capture them because they wanted to exploit their immortality for science, for money, for both. <laughs> so um, the group goes and they go to try to uh, rescue Joe and Nikki and uh, end up getting captured. So Andy and Booker, those are the other two. Uh, they are also captured. And you find out that Booker actually set up the group. And Niall discovers this when she goes back to rejoin the group because she got the choice to go home or to stay with them. And she chose originally to go home, but then she changed her mind. So they all find out that Booker set them up and that this guy Copley wanted to, uh, that he basically found out what they were and kind of sold them to the, to the pharmaceutical company. Like, hey, you should study these people. They could potentially help the world. So they all go to the pharmaceutical company to rescue each other. Uh, there's lots of fighting. I am very much oversimplifying everything that happens. 
Um, but everyone's rescued and they murder the bad guy and they all ride off into the sunset, literally. Yeah. The end. <laughs> That's a quick synopsis of the movie. A quick rundown. We'll, we'll call that a rundown. Quick rundown. An outline. <laughs> An outline. Um, yeah. So, uh, Brandy, what are your initial thoughts? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> you loved it? Amazing. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's very engaging. The story is great. There's awesome lore. So it, it just hit all the beats for me. Yeah. And James, initial thoughts. This was great, especially the like last 45. You know me. I'm not. I saw that two hour, five minute runtime. But luckily, I started at like I, I started at like noon. So I was able to pause, especially, you know, when I'm bawling my eyes out. And yeah, I loved it. And OK, the ending, I won't reveal what the ending is, but I have never seen a movie so well or like beautifully set up for a sequel besides Sonic the Hedgehog than this movie. <laughs> so uh, drummer said I was confused about why y'all were reviewing this movie. And then I remember Joe and Nikki and then Andy and Quinn. Yes. That's why when I was searching for the movies, I didn't, this one wasn't even on my mind. And something, something in our group chat just brought it up. And I was like, oh, it is very queer. It's a very queer movie. Yeah. And I don't know if it's tagged in the LGBT tags anywhere, but you've got two of the main characters, Joe and Nikki, um, who have been in an immortal gay relationship for centuries. And you've got Andy who is very queer coded herself. And there seems to be some relationship history there with her and an immortal that got, you know, forever drowned. That scene. I don't know if I've ever been affected by something more than that scene of just the thought of being drowning for hundreds of years made my stomach churn. Oh yeah. yeah, that that one that was that was a little trauma. That was a little just like a little tiny yeah tiny sprinkling of trauma in the movie. Oh, but that, just that idea of being trapped oh. and <laughs> the the thing that I like that I love about this movie. I so whenever I first saw it on Netflix, I was like, oh, it's some dumb action movie, and I just turned it on and let it play. And then as soon as like they all died and started to get up, I was like huh yeah and then <laughs> and then like there was a moment where uh, andy sees uh nikki and joe and i'm like huh G- gay and then like they they were like sleeping together on the train and i was like gay! <laughs> um, literally <laughs> screaming uh and then i watched the movie like 10 more times because there are so many like little thing i think the beautiful thing about this movie and why the like fight choreographer and director and stuff did is that relationship between Nikki and Joe. Um, you see it a lot in like the fight scenes and stuff, how they support each other and how like uh, it's just really like James, if you've all, if that's the first time you've seen this movie, like definitely watch it again and again and again and just like watch those fight scenes. Oh no. Yeah. They're I was so watching them beautifully done i know you're watching them but like there's so much in them there's so much i commented on especially the last one of just how because i i wrote down uh this is what big pharma bro was like let's capture an elite unkillable assault team who has experience combining multiple millennia like the way they fight as a team just I'm not even like, talking about that, Jen. I'm talking about specifically Joe and yeah, Nikki. Like together. there was a time I believe like one of them passed a shotgun and they didn't even like pick up the shotgun because the shotgun like was about to fall on the ground and the other like passed it over. And as before it fell on the ground, they pumped the shot and shot someone in the stomach. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> uh, the way everyone is fighting together, passing back guns because like they only had, I think, one gun to begin with when they went into to meet Big Pharma, bro. Uh, it was awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that between the team, but like the yeah. it's it's interesting whenever you take that separately and look at the level of the way that uh, Nikki and Joe cooperate with each other, like they're constantly like checking each other Mm -hmm. um and like you know the whole team they fight as a you know a team because they're all together but andy 
is her own force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, and then Andy and then Joe and Nikki are sort of like this this nice tag team. Then their dynamic works so well. I I love I just love it so much. Yeah, like uh, when I was watching it, that was one thing that I just kind of like you know googled a little bit because it's really sweet to watch. Like they are they still have that level of care. Like even though they're immortals, when one of them goes down or gets shot in the head, you know, like uh, he's still waiting for him to come back and. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very intimate, but it's still fierce. I don't know. I just really, that really connected with me. I love those scenes. It's so cute. Yeah, just the, that, I, I was just, I was just screaming. And then also, um, so we've got Joe and Nikki, obviously gay, um, obviously like together forever. And then we also have Andy, who is very queer coded. Um, we don't have any moments where she's like explicitly like, oh, you know, she's in a relationship with Quinn. 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 I was like, my brain is broken. But like a lot of her, like a lot of her things are, are very queer coded. And then there's also like those, those great scenes of like, you know, whenever she was getting um, her wounds, like her wounds looked at by the, the, the woman in the French shop. I'm just like, yeah, are they going to get together? I thought the same thing too. <laughs> just like, yeah, and she's just this badass immortal warrior from ancient Greek times, because that's what her name sort of is—is is ancient Greek, I think. Whatever, which was also very gay. So, uh, hello, um, <laughs> and it also like you know, this is a movie that I never. James, why are you always going to AFK? It said like, "Hey, James, you've gone." It seems you've gone inact- inactive, and uh, I'm sorry. I, can you're you s- literally the only one that does that. Can you see <laughs> me now? I yeah, yeah, okay. you're here. I think it might be because I also like I don't have Discord as the main window open. It's the uh, the recording program. I don't know. I literally put Discord. I'll. You can ask hit people guy. I will be in my discord chat and I'll just like, I'll just, I won't even be at my computer and I'm still, I still stay in. Yeah, I don't, maybe it's a, a settings thing, but I apologize for interrupting. No, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, Andy, Andy's very career coded. So, uh, we've got that. And this is a movie that we are always looking for the, the, uh, sword and sword and sandal that sort of like, you know, that sort of movie that's gay. Yeah. And this sort of fits that criteria a bit. It's very small. It's but very small. Maybe but the like, sequel. Maybe we'll get, oh man, a prequel. Because I bet there's prequel, prequel comics of it. Oh my. There, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. I don't know. I don't know what the comics or the graphic novel or whatever goes into, but I, I will, I will be getting it at some point. Nicole was, a, is aware as just a comic book clerk herself I, I brought it up and she's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a comic book. It's good is what she it's said. Good. It's great. Can I get to some notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some notes. If you guys could live forever, what would you like? What would your alignment be if we're talking like D&D sense? Like, would you be good? Oh, I'm chaotic. I'm chaotic. Good. Chaotic. Good. OK, OK. Uh, well, or I think I would just be like neutral but into the sense of like hey uh no i think i might be a little chaotic neutral because i would just be making impulsive investments to be like hey i gotta make sure i have enough money to live forever be like hey all this gold i have just invested all in bitcoin (laughs) i don't know like i feel like i would be chaotic good but i don't know like i feel like as an immortal i would definitely i i definitely understood what andy and, and booker like their struggles through the movie, like, you know, that unwe, like, or that sense that, you know, the world's constantly changing and that you remain sane. I've, that's literally been my life for the last year, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't go outside anymore. Like things are changing, time's passing, but it doesn't really feel like it. So I don't know. I, I definitely feel like I would get out of the house and, you know, topple a couple of, uh, empires just for fun <laughs> just for fun just bad empires though like empires that are you know like fascist empires let's just topple those like empire the carpet cleaning place <laughs> are you saying that empire the carpet cleaning place is a fascist 
Empire. They probably don't treat their employees. Allegedly, don't treat their employees. <laughs> Most corporations don't. That's why I'm I'm just bringing that up. It's a corporation, man. I'm watching the the captions on my. I'm like watching the captions on my <laughs> on my Chloe, stream. Stop. You're getting distracted. So fucking bad. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Jesus, that I took the closed caption tag off of my thing because i'm like it's not it's not good enough uh one thing about this is i wrote down before i knew the logic of their immortality i would get jacked just like ripped but <laughs> it would be very easy to do that with their powers because like your muscles build on top of each other when you work out if they're healing so quickly you would never be sore and i think it might I, if you were to take this as literal as possible all of them should be ripped as fuck. Like, this should be the Expendables, and everyone is too muscular. I feel like maybe there's something with their immortality that just sort of gets their body to, like, the, the best shape, but doesn't, it doesn't, like, you know, make them too muscular. Because a lot of those, a lot of the, the muscular stuff like that, they're vanity muscles. They're not, like, real. Um, I'd get so, them real. Like, why would you... Because it would be so easy to do that. Have you have you seen bodybuilders, James? Have you looked up pictures of like Arnold at his prime? Not Arnold. Like I'm talking about like sorry, not bodybuilders, weightlifters. Like people that are actually like competitively like lifting weights and things like that. A lot of them aren't like a lot of them do not look like Arnold Schwarzenegger at his prime. Well, I, I want to look like, like him at his a prime. A lot of them, it's like, oh, this is a dad bod person. It's like, no, he's super fucking buff. Yeah, but. He's super fucking strong. That's those are Vandy. Those are people that have dehydrated themselves, James. They're not healthy. I want to be so ripped that it makes my jaw chiseled. Oh my god, <laughs> that's different. That's different. That's different than the than the immortal thing. The immortal thing. They're getting strength to be strength. The yeah, they're like top ten I, world strongest men are all like four hundred pounds. They're like circus strongmen. Yeah, they all and they all they got a belly. They don't have like chiseled abs and stuff because if you've got the chiseled abs and like that look that like Terry Crews or Arnold Schwarzenegger in his in his prime like body, a lot of that is it's dehydration or Hugh Jack Hugh Jackman uh, in Wolverine. Just like it's it's not healthy. Well, I don't need to worry about being healthy. I'm fucking immortal, dude. Your body would literally heal itself. You wouldn't be able to get that ripped. No, it would, yes, it you would. would it, because no, you that's wouldn't. what getting muscles like, are. That's what getting no, muscles are. It you heal, be, it's the no, muscle tissue. You, would be be you wouldn't be able to stay dehydrated. <laughs> Your body would be like, nah, nah, brah. This is unhealthy. We're fixing that. Yeah, man, I'd be so. Like I was even thinking, ripped. like you know, I did notice like a couple people seemed like they changed looks. Um, Andy, for example, like she used to have like long blonde blondish hair. Is mm -hmm. that okay? I guess like your hair still grows normally, and then I did notice that she had like pierced ears. I was like, how would that work? It had to be before she was immortal. Her ears were pierced because when they just repaired themselves. Yeah, because yeah. uh, when or they're they just were... like constantly not healed. <laughs> Which is terrifying. <laughs> or no, 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 because it would it would just like pop the earring out like it does the bullets. I guess I don't know. We don't know the the specific the specificities of their immortality. Well, we actually do sense. know that though, because when she when the doctor stuck him with that huge syringe, she said, it "Oh, was you healing. Could, yeah." She said, yeah. "Like you could he feel it healing around him." And I, oh. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about as far as like the ears pierce, like, can they choose? But no, probably not. Um, it's we don't know that that specificity. I think that makes sense would have to be that she got her ears pierced before she became immortal. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, did you know that? Did you know that the one who the, the bad guy, the main bad guy is Deadly from fucking <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Talking about being typecast is like a bad person. I literally just called him Deadly in my nose and just like Deadly's a fucking asshole. Like basically. <laughs> <laughs> He's just oop. The the bad guy in the movie is Dudley from Harry Potter. Oh. He's he's the the bully uh cousin. Martin Zuckerberg, okay, okay. basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't. What are some of? <laughs> I got more so notes. Back to notes. What are your? What are, what are some of your other notes, Brandy? 
Oh goodness. Um, I said that, and James immediately looked disappointed. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I said Brandy, and he goes. Okay. No, uh, one of the things that kind of confused me a bit was like Copley's character because if he knew what they were, like I guess like my confusion with him is why did he put his faith in a pharmaceutical company to be ethical? And then yeah. even after Joe and Nikki were captured and he was like he knew Merrick was essentially torturing them. But I guess like in his head, he's like, oh, that's OK, because they're more they can't die. But I'm like, there are still people that can feel everything you're doing to them, even though they will heal from it. He still, you know, wanted to capture the rest of them. And he was complicit in that. So I don't know. I'm just like, am I supposed to forgive him for that? Because he still made the choice to keep going further instead of, you know, trying to bring Andy and Booker into like, go ahead and like save the other two. He was like, no, we're just going to capture all of them still. And he was angry with Merrick for like being like, oh, no, we're going to keep them locked up here forever. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think was going to happen? I don't I mean, know. He, he had hope. But I mean, that and that's I, I like how his is his story sort of ends in that movie. Um, not ends, but is, you know, sequel. Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. That he is atoning for his mistakes by you know, helping them stay invisible and helping them like keep doing good work. It was, it, I did like that, you know, the whole thing about the movie um, with Andy is that she's like tired of everything. And she's like, what we're doing is not working. The world's not getting better. The world's getting worse, blah, 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 all of that. Um, And it's like, she doesn't see the, the forest for the trees. Like that, that's that whole thing with her. Um, and it feels like that's why her immortality was like, you know, starting to go um, is because she was getting tired of that. And like, she didn't quite have the drive and Niall sort of refreshes that. And is a nice like foil. But the thing about it is that Andy, you know, every single person she saved was had, you know, exponential whatever effects in the, in the future and present everything. Because, like, you know, the son of the person she saved did all this stuff or the, like, grandson or the granddaughter. And, like, you know, all these people have done so many so much good. It's just, like, a little butterfly effect of everything that she interacts with. Um, and, you know, it's hard to, to see stuff like that. So it's, like, interesting that Copley was able to find all of that and, like, show that. And I like that the movie did that. Because if you do have, like, immortals um, who are doing things, you know, they're every choice that we make in life is going to have an effect on something. Um, so if you're doing stuff in like high situations like that, where you're like saving lives and stuff like that, like that's, that's going to have a return. Basically. But then, I mean, I, I definitely understood that, but then you got to also think that Copley essentially showed you all the good that they were doing by the way, mm-hmm. like, you know, from what they were doing, you know, going and saving people doing all these like paramilitary, uh, you know, adventures or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then he was okay with them basically being lab rats. So you're yeah, also that, robbing the world of that effect too. Yeah. That's, I liked his, how it ended with him. I don't like how he got there. He's like, my wife got sick and I thought this would help. And it's like, I can sort of see, I can sort of see where he went and why he went there. Um, because, you know, you've got these immortals that are like hiding out. Um, whereas, you know, you can have a lot of medical advancements if, if someone could figure out why they're immortal. So I can see why, um, he ended up doing that. And he's just like, you know, taken in by the, the charismatic nature of a shitty CEO. Like charismatic. (laughs) Sorry, uh, I mean, when he was giving his little his little speech in front of his presenters and stuff, it seems like he he does have a side to him that could be considered charismatic to certain people. Um, but we see a lot of who he really is, which is a shitty person. Yeah. Uh, what Copley did say after Big Pharma bro is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to keep him here. And he's like, well, wait, you have blood. You have their tissue. You have all of this data. What? Why do you need them still? I think he really thought it was just going to be like, hey, let's cut some stuff out of them, suck some stuff, and then let them go out in the world. 
See, but even that, like, that's still there's still some like moral quandaries oh, yeah. in all of that because it's like, okay, uh, these people have, you know, this, this trade, it's still pretty immoral to take their, their flesh and to take their, their DNA body. and all that stuff. And, <laughs> and, and just take that and use that. Even if it's for like, if it's for the world, it's still like, there's still some like moral issues there um, without their consent. Like, this is a little, just some, some things. Yeah. There's a lot there. So it's interesting that we have this action-packed movie and then they've got that moral issue there where uh, the doctor is like taking blood and stuff and she's like, I know what you think I'm doing is... Uh, she said something yeah, and he was like, and unethical. And she's like, I... Immoral. <laughs> yeah. Nikki's like, I would say it's immoral. Yeah, there's and that's and that's where you get into things where like people are like, how could I be good? How could I be a good person? Whenever you're thrust into situations like that, that's that's where that's where you you go into like that gray area where you're like, wait, what's happening? But I feel like that doctor definitely knew that she was she was definitely on the immoral side, especially because they were going to lock them up forever. Yeah, because they didn't even want the – it wasn't even a thing like, oh, once we got the the formula, we need to end death, which is like a super fucked up thing. Like mm-hmm. don't expand the lifespan, it, it improve on quality of life. That's what this person should have been doing because eventually we will eat the world and we will all die because we'll starve to death. But I forgot what I was going to go off on that. I forgot where, uh, what were we talking about? Well, I'll just add on to what you're saying. Um, we were talking about like, Copley. Merrick, he always talks about, you know, money, essentially. That's his biggest yeah. motivator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even the doctor, even though she acted immorally, I think a part of her really thought that she was helping the world. And as I'm watching, I'm like, well, it's very obvious that this kind of medication and access is only going to be for those people that can afford to pay. So mm-hmm. you're really not helping the world. You're just going to let a bunch of wealthy, rich people essentially become vampires. Yeah. And yep. literally suck the world out of for everything is worth. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the, yeah. They what I was the path I was going down was they didn't want the people going out because the competitors would grab them. And then instead of having a monopoly on the market of the holy grail, the fountain of youth they would have to like have a competitive price for shit yeah also like i also they're they're immortal and they like they know combat but like where's the immortal scientist where's the one that's like i'm gonna figure out our mortality i'm gonna like you know cure things i'm gonna help diseases and stuff like that where where are those immortals that's That's, what i wanted to know that's nerd shit i want that nerd i wonder if there's more like is yeah. it that they were drawn together because they are all like, you know, they Warriors. have combat skills. Yeah. Is there like another guard of like the science guard or something like that? Like, I would love to see that if that's possible. And then they all just run into each other. That'd be great. I would they they just have a, a hidden lab somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, why they you know how to use a computer guard. and erase their uh, existence, unlike Andy. Yeah, unlike Andy and, and uh, Booker and and joe and nikki uh okay we're getting towards the hour mark so i just want to talk about specifically uh joe and nikki scene um i know drummer said that it made him he cried at joe's line that scene where that you you started to touch on it and then i stopped you james yeah. earlier about the scene where they're in the van and the homophobic guard is like what is he your boyfriend and then joe's like you're so immature. You're such a child. child. And like that line, I, ah, it's so, that whole moment is so good. Oh, he's not my boyfriend. This man is more to me than you can dream. He's the moon when I'm lost in darkness and warmth when I shiver in cold and his kiss still thrills me even after a millennia. His art overflows with the kindness of which this world is not worth of. I love this man beyond measure and reason. He's not my boyfriend. He's all and he's more. What? So he's like you romantic. (laughs) What I was going to say on that is normally like when someone says things along these lines in a movie, it's like, this is just, 
it's corny and hokey and it's generally in like a coming of age movie or, you know, mm-hmm. someone in their early 20s and they just met someone, you know, like 500 days of summer type deal. But this, like, it it actually means it's so valid. Yes, yeah. he actually has like they're mortal. They've been together for hundreds of years, and he still <laughs> loves him. The enemies to lovers. Yes, I was enemies <laughs> to lovers. They literally were like, they really we are immortal lovers. <laughs> we kill each other on the battlefield, and then we just kept coming back and killing each other again. And it's like. And wow and then i just realized that, oh god i love this man i love that i love that so much i also love the the like it was just like a little catharsis moment of like you've got the homophobic garbs and then joe kisses nikki um and then they like the guards all pull them back and it's like you you they're you're you're capturing them to imprison them forever they haven't done anything wrong to you um or to they haven't really done anything wrong in this situation they're literally being hunted just because they're immortal and you know let him have that moment let him let him kiss his boyfriend let him kiss his the love of his life and then they just like grab him and pull him apart so whenever they open that door and all those cards are dead i'm like yes yeah i took them pulling them apart because they're like oh it kind of felt like oh yeah that was a strong moment then once they kiss they i think realize like oh our orders were to keep them apart I'd have been like, you, you, you kiss your boyfriend. You kiss, you kiss the love of your life. Yes. That's what I would never be a guard in these movies. Cause I'd just be there going like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you have, <laughs> door, you have morals. Open. The door would open. All the guards would be dead except for me. And I'd be like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, I just, like, this is just a job for me. I'm not that invested this is just a job. I'm very gay. And I was afraid to say anything to these guys. Cause they're very like bro and they're like, say all these homophobic things and you just murdered them all. I'm very happy. That would be, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a Joe and Nikki. They'd be like, Corbin, why didn't you, what, why didn't you, how, why didn't you do anything? All of your, all of your teammates are dead. And I'm like, mm. I like when they go off, they they get out of there and then they start going into a plane and both of them, they're like, oh, nice plane. Then when they go in, they say, (laughs) they have TV. (laughs) I call it champagne. They're so funny. I love them so much. I, uh, there's just like every single time I watch the movie, I like watch, I always just watch them because I, I like seeing different things that are happening and like different things uh, that they do. Um, there's a lot of like gifts and things I have saved of them from like Tumblr and stuff because like people have gone into those scenes and then they, they also released a lot of, they released some like behind the scenes things where you see like the fights from different like angles and stuff. So you can see Joe and Nikki like do different things and you're like, Whoa, that's how that happened. And it's, it's so dope. Whoever did the fight choreography and stuff, uh, they, they did amazing showing, and those actors too did amazing showing that love and relationship between them, especially like trying to establish that they are an immortal couple of warriors who fell in love basically on the battlefield, killing each other. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's mm, so good. Corwin, um, would you be surprised if I told you all the choreography was improv on set? Oh, I would, I would die. I would literally die on the spot. Yeah, would, um, that would be insane. I, my heart would be so full of love for those two actors that I would die. It would also be very irresponsible and so much money to be like, yeah, let's improv oh, this. One hundred percent. Another thing I wanted to bring up. So Joe Nikki forever. Joe Nikki forever. Um, but you've also got. Uh, and also the movie showing them like sleeping together, like cuddling. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And another thing to bring up is that there's actually a, a bit of queer music in this in this movie, which is great. Um, we've got Frank Ocean. Um, and then there's another Khaled and Marshmallow. Their song together. There's a, there's a song they do. Um, and Khaled's a, a queer artist as well. Um, and Marshmallow's very... I don't, is Marshmallow queer? I know Marshmallow is queer friendly, but I don't remember. But yeah, there's like the soundtrack too has like those the the queer artists in them as well, which is great representation. Specifically, the Frank Ocean song happens right after when Niall like has you know she 
basically died in action and came back and her you know her squad who you see like pictures of them all together they had like this great relationship and stuff uh niall when they see that niall doesn't have a scar and they're like oh that's fucking weird they like turn on her and like why would you do that if like yeah it doesn't make sense one of my friends if one of my friends died or like came close to death or whatever and they didn't have a scar i'd be like fuck yeah i'd be all i i'd be a bit like that's weird but i wouldn't be like oh look at that weirdo over there like what yeah (laughs) i'd be like um that's weird i literally I literally thought you died. Uh, I had you in my arms and you were like dead and now you're not. Um, little concern, but also like, fuck yeah, you're my friend. Hello. You're still here. I love you so much. One um, of, that's because I love my friends. One of my notes was I wouldn't have found the recovery suspicious unless a doctor specifically told me, hey, this is weird. I... Even if a doctor told me, hey, this this is weird that your friend recovered fully from a death wound and has no scar of it at all. I'd be like, cool. Why are you talking to me? I I mean, but then it's cool because then your friend could be like, hey, you want to stab me? Like that could be a a fun game to (laughs) do. Like this is a this is a superhero origin story. And all of those people that were in her squad that were like, oh, you know, you you would. I I would take a bullet for you, but you take a bullet for me and get back up. That's yeah. great. I love that. Uh, they they turn on her so easily, and it's like, no, this is the superhero origin moment. This is where you're like, uh, let me hype you up. I love you so much. This is like the reboot of Jackass moment of like, holy <laughs> shit! Like MTV can pay us more because we don't need to worry about health insurance oh and life insurance. That's not the route I was going, James. That's a route I'm going. I, oh my god. But yeah, so we have that moment and I like I always I get very big queer vibes from that because that is that that scene where like she goes back in and her stuff is packed and they all look at her weirdly and they're like, ooh, ostracized. No, it's very reminiscent of how queer people are treated whenever they come out. Yeah, that's what that's what that scene did to me. And that whole thing leading up to that, like, I'm like, this, this feels very queer. This feels very, very queer. And then you get her going out to like have her moment alone. And what does she turn on? Frank Ocean, a queer artist. And I'm like, "Hmm, hello. I wonder why. Very queer coded moment. And then Andy comes and kicks some ass and kidnaps her. (laughs) Also very queer. I got one more note. They, when they're, when, Copley, um, yes, Copley, uh, yeah. Copley hires them. He's like, hey, I'll pay you whatever you want. And then Andy responds, we'll invoice you when it's done. And I said, that is both simultaneously a boss move and a sucker's move. And then two notes down, I said, yeah, it's a sucker's move right now because they got literally nothing out of this. They could have gotten a nice little check up front. I mean- they were doing it because they thought they were saving a bunch of children. Yeah, you still need that. You still need money to do it. Like you have supplies. You have a. Uh, uh, you had to transport over there, James. They're immortal. It does. Okay. Yes, that's that's more need to need money because you're immortal. Think of if you're like, hey, I'm they going to retire. Probably have money. Considering how many safe houses and things they yeah. have, they probably all have money. They were never and good like, safe houses, though. They're like, this has been abandoned for 50 years. Wonder why? Because, oh, because James, of all the air traffic. Apartment, like, James, the how, <laughs> they had a that place where they met, uh, where Andy went and met Nikki and Joe. Great place. Um, they probably have money. They at least probably have enough money where they don't have to worry about getting a payment up front to save a bunch of children because that's like a lot of stuff to go through. It, but hey, they if they would have gotten a check, they have things ready to go. If they would have gotten a check or a, a money wire, they would have had a paper trail to lead them back. And why would they want a paper trail, James? No, I'm saying to the to the people. Why I know why would they want any sort of paper trail? Okay, well I'm just saying. It's a sucker's move now. They, they want an anonymous. They, they want anonymous wire of fun. They spent so much money, a bunch of time, and they got punked all for nothing. 
when did they spend money? They didn't really spend money. No, oh, so air travel, air with. travel is no money. Jet fuel is no money. They literally were on a drug runner. Sh- no, ship. before that airplane uh, when when they were going yeah they, you still had to like do work it's still like task rabbit shit or like bartering uh, i i am convinced that they are fine they don't need they don't they don't need a lot of money okay well still they, they can do they can uh, well, do some it's... they can do some jobs on credit they're they're big they're wealthy enough to do some jobs on credit and you know copley lost his credit let's let's take money out it's still they got nothing James, out of it. James, they still they could were, have been like, hey, man, James, well, at least James, we got money James. from this. No, but instead. Oh, no. God damn it. Uh, James. It, it went away again. Uh, but that's all. That, those are all the notes I had. James, they're immortal. They were around before capitalism, James. Oh, capitalism's been around for a long time, man. They've been around longer. I, I, okay. OK, well, let's say, hey, man. Can you come over and move some boxes for me? I'll give you pizza. When we're done, I'll give you pizza. And then, hey, you did the work. And I was like, actually, sorry, can't buy pizza tonight. Going to get you later. And then I just never give you the pizza again. Then you I got would just not help you in the future. Okay, it's not yeah. you get punked. You got I'm punked, a dude. I if you, if you invite you. me over and you did that, I'd be like, well, James, you're a shitty person. Yes. Always ask for things up front. Unless, no. uh, I mean, like, then they they did murder them, so it is technically now a boss <laughs> move because they didn't follow up on their end of the deal. That's I, the only reason they killed them is because they didn't get paid. No, James, <laughs> no. Not everything is about money. James is James is like, I'll invite you over to, or I, I need to help me move things, and then I go over there and move things, and James is like, well, I'm not giving you pizza, like I said. I'd be like, well, James, um, Bye. Uh, and then that's it. Um, no, I'd give you pizza and you, you whatever pizza. you want. You want gluten free? Because you'd feel bad if you didn't give me pizza. Because yeah. I know you. I would go and help you. I would actually. I've gone and helped multiple people without doing things like that, without even getting anything. Okay. What? Um, what about this? I'm a good person. I, I had you over. This. This goes for anyone on the stream or chat right now. I have you mm-hmm. come over. I say, hey, I'm going to. Uh, give you pizza and then uh, to move boxes, we move the boxes. Okay. And instead of giving you pizzas, I kidnapped you and like took a bunch of experiments on you. Well, James, I know you're not going to do that for one, because I could snap you in half like a twig. No, you can't. Uh, I'm a strong boy. Like a twig. Oh no, you're um, pain. And, but that means I'm Batman. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you seen Harley uh, Quinn, the cartoon? You should watch it. Anyone yeah, watching this? Amazing. Yeah. It's good. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm not worried. And even if you were like, hey, invite me over a bowl of pizza. And then for some reason, like we move the boxes and then you're like, you try to get pizza or something. And you're like, oh, shit, I don't have any money. I can't actually get pizza. I'm so sorry. I'd be like, totally cool. It That's wouldn't fine, be dude. cool in my book. Yeah. I need to give you those pizzas or else I will yeah. unintentionally See, have punked you. That's that's on you. I have done my good deed. But Corwin, we we need to wrap up. I've I've been trying to uh, And I'm 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 just finishing with uh on that note, you brought that up. I have gone and moved I've gone and helped people move. Um and I was literally the last person they texted and I was like, Am I the last person you texted? And they're like, Yes, you are. And I'm like, Okay, I'm on my way. Um and I was dubbed the patron saint of bitter and desperate queens because that's what i do i hate physical labor if anyone gets anything out of this podcast today it's that corwin is so easy to punk guys um it's that if you (laughs) punk me that's on you karma gonna has it karma's gonna have its kiss for you um i'll punk you twice i'll figure out a way i'm gonna punk you twice james is gonna like punk me and then james is just gonna like he's just gonna have a bad day what if he's I gonna have a in, super bad day in such a literal way that it is a prank that ashton kutcher comes out and he's like you got punked what if i got you twice that way second time is chance the rapper though i'd be like hey ashton kutcher hey chance the rapper hello hell yeah you you so you love getting punked <laughs> <laughs> I got a little too far for me. Um, anyway, Brandy, any final thoughts? Uh, like in general or in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in general um, and in the movie? 
On the movie, I mean, to me, it definitely was a good action-packed movie. I love the story, the love story between Nikki and Joe, but there's also a lot of grief going through it. And it definitely made me a little bit introspective, but it's fun. I love it. I love the director. I love her movies. Um, And I'm really excited for the next chapter. Hopefully, COVID doesn't take something else away from us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, James, final thoughts. I so hope this gets a sequel. It truly is. I was as excited when I left Sonic the Hedgehog. Nicole can attest to this. I was so amped when a specific person comes on screen post credit. The same thing happened on this in the end. I thought it was going to be that doctor lady that clearly didn't get killed. I was like, they got to kill her. She's going to come back. But it, it wasn't. It was the last person I would have expected. I was like, yes, this is fucking dumb. Nope. They're also I that remind me they're also not like they're not like bloodthirsty. They they don't if they can they they I guess they follow the Wonder Woman thing a little bit. Um which I won't go into, but they um to like the end where uh Andy goes up against that big tough tough guard uh by herself whenever she's m- mortal again, they like knock him down on the ground and everything and ask him where the the dude is mm-hmm. they don't kill him they leave him there they just leave him on the ground he's fine he's not dead so they're not like they're, like they're they're definitely shooting people in the head that are coming at them with a the gun and stuff but if they disarm someone and get them down and the person's not gonna come back after them they're not gonna kill them uh which a nice a nice little note overall i absolutely love this movie i've watched it so many times i've turned it on in the background on netflix and had it watch many times as well because i'm like hello more viewership please yeah um because i want a sequel i want to see more of them i want to see more of joe and nikki uh and andy i want more uh of these queer coded things um yeah uh i love it so much so i highly recommend it james do you recommend it yeah hell yeah brandy do you recommend it Highly recommend it. Yes, this movie is gay and has been highly recommended. <laughs> Brandy, do you have any like plugs or anything that you want to talk about? Like, uh, do you want anyone to follow you on social media or like anything like that? You don't have to. No, I like to live in my deep, dark cave of solitude. Please do not look for me. <laughs> Please don't look for Brandy. Um, if you need to know Brandy's okay, you can shoot me a message and I'll be like, hey, Brandy, you okay? And she'll be like, I'm in the cave. And I'll be like, she's fine. She's fine. She's doing okay. My plugs uh, follow me for the listeners not here currently. Uh, follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash core winning. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. It's at core winning. Follow our podcast at This Movie's Gay um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, sorry, I'm not very active, but I try my best. And then uh, what else? Saltbox Theater. Oh, Saltbox Theater Collective. Follow, follow them. Follow them everywhere. Uh, everything is usually in like the description on like Spotify and all, wherever podcasts are found. Jim. Links and stuff are there. So do that. Those are my plugs. Hello, yes, James. Hey guys, my album King Kaiser X, the Godzilla inspired one, where I'm sampling Godzilla soundtracks, will be available on Spotify in once you hear this in podcast form. However, for the people watching this on a stream. Saturday, the 23rd, I will be doing a 12-hour live stream on the Mostly Speaking Sentai Twitch channel, talking about Godzilla shit, playing Godzilla and kaiju-related games. It's going to be great. I'll be making a beat for the next King Kaiser album. Please, check that out. Listen to my raps. I That's the really the only way I'm getting paid these days, and... I could use, even if it's, uh, you're giving me like 10 cents by listening to it a few times. That's still a lot. It adds up. Thank you so much for doing that. Marsh Land Monster. That's my rap stuff, wherever music is found. I also have other CDs besides that. Go to MLMPod.com to buy my stuff if you want, and it's royalty-free if you're a streamer or a video creator. You can do it. I w- I'll i never copyright strike you because I'd have to do that manually. There's no algorithms for me. <laughs> me and then also i alluded to it earlier go to patreon.com forward slash mlm pod to listen to our patreon exclusive stuff like engage with nicholas cage talking about beyblade the tokusatsu reading corner or the toku reading corner for short and the podcast that be 
And to our $10 patrons, they get a shout out. So let's shout them out right now. Starting with yeah. Steve F. Steve F. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Alex Z, a.k.a. The Waz. Alex Z, a.k.a. The Waz. Orion, the rapper Defo, D hyphen F-O. Orion, the rapper Defo, D hyphen F-O. Did I do it right? Yes, you did. Ah! Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes. Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes. Duo Grun Fox, that's two fox for the price of grun. Duo Grun Fox, that's two fox for the price of grun. Yeah. What is it? You usually, usually mess that one up. You I say usually say two uh, grun for the price, for the of, price fox. of fox. Yeah, I get that mixed up. And then Tyler Wright, that's my best friend from Muskegon. Tyler Wright, James's best friend. And then Elliot W at Garlic Sunshine, Garlic Sunshine. on Instagram. That's all I got. Elliot W. Um, those are our patrons. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. I had something else to say. Oh, if you have any suggestions for movies yeah. um, that fit like sort of this category, the 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 uh action actiony uh gay or lesbian movies or or um any LGBTQ movies really, uh please let me know. I need more. I need suggestions. I need suggestions. I know a few people have suggested things and they're on the list to get to. Just know that I I have gotten your suggestions and i have them written down uh and we will get to them whenever it's appropriate to get to them hopefully but yeah i've been corwin i've been james i've been, I've been brandy <laughs> bye. Bye. bye this has been a marshland media production produced by james mccullum for more content please visit mlmpod.com to support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today.